This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the supercars at Phillip Island in what was a remarkable weekend of motor racing. I hope you'll stay with us. After two 250-kilometre races at Phillip Island, we had 15 different people finishing in the top seven positions. And on the podium, it was split between six completely different drivers. On Saturday, Fabian Coulthard in the Shell V-Power Racing Team Ford took the victory. On Sunday, it was another Ford, but this time of Chas Mostert, who took out the win. We hear from both those drivers on Inside Motorsport. First, the very New Zealand accent of Fabian Coulthard. We had a quick car, uh, and you know, the people we could uh, manage ourselves against was uh, Scotty behind me and then Frosty. Um, other than that, you know, we were pulling a gap. So yeah, I didn't think for a second that we'd make it back to first. I thought maybe the podium was in reach. Um, other people were not, not so fortunate like myself. Um, be awesome. It's a t real team effort. You know, everyone at Shelby Power Racing is doing an awesome job and giving both Scotty and I quick cars, and it's, r it's really enjoyable. You know, I always say I'll evaluate my championship after the Enduros, but, you know, this has been the best uh, position I've been in in, a, in this, t this particular time in the championship um, this early. So, it's um, yeah, it's great, but, you know, after the Enduros is the real time to evaluate how we're going. Two or three, there's been some talk among other drivers about the blend line, the dotted line in the pit lane, not, the rule not being quite clear. Do you three think you've got a clear understanding of what the, the rule is? Basically, don't cross that black, uh, white and black line. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get a penalty in the first one and Phil come over the radio and said, you know, be super cautious about that. They're doing a lot of people for it. And my response was I didn't get done the first time, so I'll do what I did the previous time. And thankfully, it was uh, no penalty. And now to Chaz Mostert. Um, I think it was a pretty unique weekend this uh, this weekend with tyres going and all that kind of stuff. I, I know in the background had the engineers pretty busy out there trying to, to solve those problems. So um, it's probably more of a win for those guys today and um, pretty fantastic that uh, the two guys sitting next to me, we used to all be teammates. So it's uh, well, still one teammate and, and used to be teammate with <laughs> David. So it's uh, pretty good to see all three of us up here. It's uh, good for the championship to have some different guys up here and um, yeah, hopefully it uh, gives us a little bit of a focus this week. A number of issues beset racing last weekend at Phillip Island, which included a number of tyre failures. On Inside Supercars this week, which you can hear online at sportradio.com.au, you'll hear a full interview with Kevin Fitzsimmons, the operations manager of Dunlop. Here's a grab from what he has uh, assessed was the tyre failure. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's not, not so much. We're not sitting there... I'm not running out the back of the garage pointing fingers at all the engineers and everything, but it's certainly now they're starting to realise that the, the tyres are fast with lots and lots of camber on them, but absolutely they're not reliable, they're not safe. You know, it's... Well, not safe is the wrong word, but, you know, it's it's um, that type of thing. It's it's like if you run down to your, your local Super Cheap and, and, and buy a three-tonne tow rope and you try pulling a 10-tonne truck and the tow rope breaks and that, you know, is the tow rope faulty or... Or what you know, it's, it's that sort of scenario, and some other one with the beauty somebody threw up on social media the other day. It's like you know, going a, buying an iPhone seven and then ringing Apple and saying you're complaining because it doesn't work on the bottom of your swimming pool. You know, it's you've, you've sort of you give the thing a parameter to work in, um, and you can push anything to the excess and have it break. 
Mm. Um, and yes, we've been criticised about the uh, the lack of testing at Phillip Island. We, you know, we've cr- criticised that um, the tyres failed in general. They should be able to do the, the job. I mean, you can put all sorts of exotic materials in the things, but people also need to understand that we've got um, the two compounds of tyres, but the one construction that have got to do 16 different circuits. So you've got different temperatures from Darwin to what we have in Winton, um, massively different grip levels to what we have, you know, from from Perth to the likes of, of Winton or Darwin. Again, you know, they've got pretty grippy surfaces now. And, you know, Eastern Creek or sorry, Sydney Motorsport Park's you know, pretty worn surface. So it's got to do a lot of different things. You know, the the massive braking applications that it gets at Tasmania with, you know, while, while the thing's on full lock and they've got the brake pedal pushed through the firewall. Um, to the, the the nature of Phillip Island with massive lateral loads, to the huge vertical loads of Bathurst and everything. So the tyre's far from 100% perfect because if I build a perfect tyre for Phillip Island, um, it'd be terrible at 15 other tracks we go to. It's just the fact of the, the matter. It's just the way it is. And it's it's a compromise. It's, a, it's got to be a steer tyre and a drive tyre. There's, there's massive amounts of things going against what would be the ideal package. And yes, you could certainly build specific circuit-specific tyres, no doubt in the world about it. But the, the cost is prohibitive. And then you, you, the teams that need more tyres because they wouldn't have driven on it earlier in the year so they have no practice tyres. You've then got the situation of they've, they've got to set their car up around it so they need more track time, they need more tyres to do that. It just drives the cost up. Chaz Moster talked about how another penalty that was enforced throughout the Saturday racing could be avoided and that is the gap in the pit lane. Drivers were getting pinged for crossing a broken line, which was designated between the fast lane and the pit base. And Scott had a solution for that one. You know, the entries are so tight here. I just I don't understand. We've got, you know, eight, ten garages still down this end of pit lane that we could space all the garages out, have cars double stacking and take that whole risk away about cars crashing into each other in the lane and, and hurt, hurting personnel. So... I don't understand why we start three quarters down and then we get down to the end here and go, oh, we don't have enough room because um, by the time, you know, Frosty's garage and then those three or four in front, they get quite tight. Jamie Winkup also talked about his thoughts on the penalties. It probably, probably should be a solid line, I guess. It's probably a bit, uh, he's a bit harsh. The teammate got done. I think a lot of cars crossed that line uh, coming into pit lane on, on both stops. So, And we've been doing it for years as well. I've, I've I used to run the inside of that line for, for many years, so... I think it's a pretty harsh penalty, to be honest. But everyone's been doing it, and they never said they were going to police it at all. Um, yeah, I think it should have been clearer, without doubt, that uh, that if you if you run more than I think what I think it is that more than or if you cross, I'm not sure if you can cross that line, or you can't run more than four garages, or I, I'm not really sure the rule. It hasn't been discussed, so um, it was. I, I think uh, I think it's a little bit harsh to pluck one car out of the out of the middle of everything. Tyre failures were certainly a major part of the racing and, in fact, we saw six different drivers on the podium across the weekend. With first up, we'll hear now from Jamie Winkup and then Garth Tander. Motorsport's about driving to the conditions, you know, so um, you you can be ultra-aggressive on on setup and and driving style and and you can blow one out, no, no dramas at all. Um, or you can be conservative and, and you know, and not uh, and, and be kind on the tyre and not blow any out. So that's up to all the all the teams to uh, to decide which way they want to go. Um, should the category make it so it's so they you can't get it wrong? Maybe, maybe that's why the tyre rule come in with the 17 pounds just to stop teams from um, running too close to the limit. So yeah, I think I think we can 
I think we, yeah, I think Supercar can do can do a better job um, allowing teams not to make the the um, the mistake. But um, at the moment, it's up to them to to either run a conservative setup and, and lack uh, overall pace and lap time uh, to make sure you don't blow out, or you can be aggressive and go for outright speed and risk uh, risk ending up in the gravel trap. Can I just give, because Garth, you haven't talked about tyres yet. Did you have anything to say about the situation today? You're probably no, I'm fine. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Happy oh, look, there's clearly something going on. We had one let go with Moff's car. Um, it either happens at the end of the front straight or it happens through turn three, and that's where tyre gets maximum load coming onto the front straight or maximum load through turn three. A lot of people have talked about David Reynolds, who moved into the Erebus team last year. David picked up a third place last year. It took him till the last race of the year to get a podium. This year, he's done it in only six races. Since we started the team, started last year, you know, we've, we've had a massive learning curve last year and it's just gone from strength to strength. We're still not there yet. We've still got, still got a lot of things we need to improve and areas we, need, we, we can improve on. Um, we built some bits for this weekend. Uh, they arrived on Thursday night to try and improve the car, but we, we built them up midnight Thursday, fit, fit, fitted to the car, and they, they didn't fit. So uh, we'll have to wait till next round to try them. But you know, it's a forever evolving game. We're revisiting ideas that, you know, we, that we threw out at the start of last year, and you know, it's forever evolving. Right. Well done today, mate. Congratulations. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Supercars. Until next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.